another episode of Not Quite Cold. I am trying a new segment that I really hope you all will enjoy. I'm calling it In the Dark with Friends. And it is a completely unedited um, episode. So, so everything that you hear, the mistakes, the uh, pauses, everything, we're leaving it in there. And to help me jumpstart this awesome new segment, I have my good buddy, Nick, on the line. Hello, Nick. Hello, Laura. So um, the the whole premise behind this new little series is that you are going to share with me and our listening audience um, your paranormal stories or, you know, I guess pretty much whatever you want to share with us, as long as it has something to do with the supernatural, paranormal, you know, that long lines. Oh, yeah, we got a lot of them. All right, awesome. So go for it, buddy. Well, I have been kind of thinking and pondering all day on which one I wanted to start this segment with. And I kind of think that I might do with one that I wrote in a book series that I started writing called The Guide to the Paranormal Side. And one of the stories that I had submitted online is called A Ghost Name. September. Okay. So it all started with, well, a ghost whose name is September. And that was uh, oh, probably 15 years ago. I bought an antique uh, music box from an antique store here in Nebraska. <laughs> and um, I... I, I was just out and I was just looking around at the antique mall and I came across this. Uh, and well, I came down this aisle and I got that, you know, that feeling when it's just like something seems right, but you don't know what. Yeah. So real quick here. Did you happen to find this music box in the month of September? Is that the whole premise behind that name? No, not even okay. close. <laughs> okay. And it's a good thought. It, it, you know, that's a really good thought to, to put it. But uh, there's something to do with the name is um, pretty much. I'll, I'll just tell you. <laughs> um, so I was walking, like I said, I was down in this aisle and I just had that good feeling like something seemed right. I was feeling like this weird. Uh, you know, I'm not one to follow through with like the sixth sense or anything, but I felt like this pressure to my left and I quickly turn around and the first thing I laid uh, my I laid eyes on is this beautiful oak old box and I grabbed it and as soon as I picked it up it started chiming a little bit and I thought wow. oh this has got to be this is this a music box so uh, I uh, opened it up and it started to play music and so uh, yeah, the song I can't really quite put the name to it, but it was something I I've never heard before. And then, so when I went and purchased it, the lady who rang me up and everything told me that the box has a lot of history, and the song that the music box plays was a custom song, like the original creator of the song put it in the pendulum and and. That's what it plays. 
So that explains why I've never heard of it. Yeah, and, and then so I thought, well, this would be a neat gift for my niece, um, Allie. So I gave it to Allie as a birthday present. And she thought it was the neat, nicest, you know, coolest thing. And she's, uh, at the time, she was four or five, five or six, something like that. And so she kept it up in her home. And mind you, my niece, you know, my sister, she lives up in Spencer, Iowa. And so she had this, Allie had this little music box to take back home with her up in Iowa. And um, she did whatever she wanted with it. Well, I thought that she would take it back home to Iowa, but apparently she left it at my parents' home. And it stayed up in the toy room for many years. Well, at the time, I asked Allie why she never took it home. And she goes, well, because I like it and I don't want to lose it. You know, living out on the farm, they got a lot of stuff. But So the toy room in my parents' house, um, <sighs> excuse me, sorry for the coughing. I just got over being sick a couple weeks ago. Um, That's all right. So I learned that Allie kept the music box in the old toy room, which the toy room used to be my bedroom at my parents' house. And so she kept it up there and, you know, time has gone by and I kind of forgot about it. Anyways, so one night I'm walking down the hallway and I hear this music playing. Now, I haven't heard the music before. Never heard this play, but then, then it dawned on me. I know the song was familiar. Still, I didn't know the name of it or, or what. Well, I found the music box in the toy room closet. And it was plain, but the box was closed. So I opened it. Well, I tried to open it, but it wouldn't open. So I, apparently it was locked. And I didn't even know it had a, you know, a keyhole on it. Oh. And... At the time, my niece, Allie, was playing around with, um, she was, particular, she was, at, she was here in Nebraska visiting, and that's when the music box was playing, and I found it, you know, and I asked Allie about it, she goes, do you have a key to you unlock it? She goes, and she tells me, no, you have to pull this stick underneath it, and she pulls it out, and the box is sprung open, and, oh. and then, so, but see, she didn't hear the music playing. So by the time I learned how to open it, it wasn't playing. But when the box sprung open, it started to play the song, but it started to slow down. So then Allie wound it up and she got it to play again and it closed. And she said, well, that's September. September likes to play the music. I'm like, interesting. So who is September? And she said, it's the little boy that lives in your old bedroom. Huh. I'm thinking, that's kind of strange. I mean, I knew that the house is haunted, but I don't know anything about a ghost up in my old bedroom. And, you know, mind you, she's talking about the playroom. Right. And she said, September goes wherever this box goes. And he plays his music when he's happy. And I was, you know, thinking about it. I was talking with my sister about it. And I was like, you know, this is really strange. Never do I ever hear this box play. Unless Allie is here. 
And so, you know, month after month, you know, my sister would come and visit like every other month. And, and, um, since, uh, since that night, um, every other month when Allie was there, I would hear it playing when it's closed. And when Allie would go into the room, the music would stop. And then when she opens it again, the music would play. So Allie was telling me it's September, just letting me know he's happy. So I dug around a little bit about, well, I kind of dug into her brain a little bit. And I said, okay, well, tell me about September. Who is September? And she said, well, he was, if I can remember the story correctly, she tells me it's a little boy who used to own the toy box. And he said his father made it for him. And he had it with him all the time. So I thought that was a neat little imaginary friend that Allie had to put with her her little music box. So to me, as an uncle, feeling like, all right, she has a favorite thing that her uncle gave her. She cherishes it, you know. Right. Um, well, it wasn't until two or three years later. Um, I haven't heard much of the music box and I thought nothing of it until I was cleaning out the closet because I had to get some stuff um put back well kids you know they come and go and playing around in, in the old toy room and so i found the toy box and or sorry i found the music box and it wasn't playing um, i pulled the stick out from underneath and it opened and it played music so i knew it still worked so i thought oh why not why don't i go and do a little bit of research on this thing so i ended up going back to aardvark um antique mall and i asked luckily the lady that sold it to me was there and i said well there's a lot of you told me last time there's a lot of history to this thing can you can you tell me about this and she said she told me yeah i'll go ahead and talk to the previous owner and i'll get back to you so about two or three days later i got a phone call um from the antique uh, what do you call them antiquers antique dealer yeah antique Uh, dealer yeah so she called me back and said, okay, I talked to the previous owner of the box and she was at wondering if I was interested in returning it to her. Oh. And, and I said, politely, I said, to be completely honest, I don't because it's my niece's uh, favorite thing, I guess, you know, like a jewelry box, music box, whatever. I mean, that, that's what it was. It was kind of like a, a jewelry box, but it was just a small music box that you could store things in it. Right. And she said that according to the previous owner, it belonged to, um, I don't see who was it is. Um, it belonged to her nephew i think it was her brother's son um and he so here's where this story gets kind of really weirder um so apparently september was an actual person so the the previous owner's nephew was given the box in the 1930s or 40s, I think, somewhere in the 1940s. 
and he had um, he had a mental disorder. Back then, I don't think it. I think she said it wasn't diagnosed back then, but he was mentally challenged. Okay. And he would take the box to with him every day to school. Um, well, sorry, he had taken the box to school before, and he's left it at home and whatnot. But um, besides that, so he was at school, and a snowstorm had gone had came by, and there was so much snow that the school um, basically had to shut down or close. Well, sep- September, this person that I'm talking about. He um, he was bullied a lot and he was picked on a lot Mm. and he was he was severely beaten and he got scared and he ran out of the school. And mind you, the the kids were supposed to stay there until parents come and pick them up. I don't know how things were back in the 1940s here in Nebraska, but um, he ran away from the school. And apparently, I guess he went home. He grabbed his, um, according to the family, they believe that he ran home and he grabbed his toy box and he ran away from home in the snow, in the blizzard. And Aww. then he was he was missing for several weeks. Then when um, the weather had, you know, thawed out, um, they saw that he had walked across the river and the ice had broken and he drowned and he was and it was clenched into um the the music box like he had a grip on the music box so he drowned with his music box oh gosh and so i asked her i said oh well i'm so sorry you know uh, may i ask what was your nephew's name she said seth timber no that gave me true and oh my god for re up and somebody with a mental disability would probably say it so fast that it would sound like september oh my god like literal head to toes chill oh my goodness so whenever Allie heard that music box play that was seth timber letting her know that he is happy to see her Oh, that is really cute and also incredibly sad. So do you still have this? I don't. She actually took it back home with her um, years later. She's now 19 years old, starting college. And um, when I asked her about it, she says she vaguely remembers it. But she does remember having an imaginary friend um, named September that she used to play with all the time in the playroom. Oh my God. Did she ever like describe what he looked like? Um, she never really described it, but the homeowner did end up, or homeowner, the previous box owner did send a photo, a family portrait of, of him with his sister and his father. Oh, and when man. I, when I showed it to Allie, Allie, I didn't say anything. I just showed this picture to Allie. I was like, do you know anybody in here? And she, and she pointed at the picture. She goes, that's Seth Tim. That, that's that's September right there in the middle. And it was a little boy. And yeah, that was Seth Timber. And that wow. picture was taken. And that picture was taken two weeks before he died. Wow. 
And I believe I ask Allie if she would have been comfortable giving it to his like family. Did you ever tell her the story of like exactly who this ghost child was? I I told her yes when you know um I think she just turned eighteen is when I um it came the the box just all of a sudden came across it in subject and I remember because I was I was typing up my book the guide to the you know paranormal side and and that story is in there and I think it's in like three segments and so I remind remembered it and I was telling Allie about it and she's like I knew nothing about that except for that she had a friend named. Uh, September and it had something to do with the music box but she didn't know anything about its history wow that's wild that's that's really wild that story I mean (laughs) like I mean obviously I I mean I enjoyed the that's I don't know a little flabbergasted by it still I guess um Mm -hmm. All right. What what else do you got up your sleeve there? I know you, I know you have so many encounters. I do. Um, there was Ooh. one. Huh? Can I can I suggest one? Like, cause okay. I don't know if I know the whole story regarding it, but I do remember that we were going through old pictures that you had taken with Paranormal Lights. That's your paranormal team um and we came across a picture i think of one of your friends diane and she's sitting at a counter like at a in a in a kitchen that's like right off the um living room and there is an old like i mean it's an old photo really old uh for our listeners that are a lot younger than us <laughs> uh TVs do not look the way they currently look now um which i'm sure they people are aware of anyway um i just remember that in this particular photo I believe it's Diane that is looking straight at the camera. And I remember she had a yellow handkerchief on her head. And in the picture, the TV appears to be off or something. And there is a hand, like a weird ghostly hand coming through the TV. Yes, those were actually two different um, events. Oh, wild. Okay, well. Well, I know exactly which ones you're talking about because there is one that we went. This was the first time around the time when I first met Diana. She was um, Emily's friend. And we were just kind of introducing her to what Paranormal Lights is. And, you know, she's a good friend of Emily's and just hanging out and whatnot. And, and just for our listeners out there is um, one friends from way back when. And she also is part of paranormal lights uh investigation team yes emily is the co-founder yes she, she helped me um, kind of get everything established and up and running and then that was when we just started plucking heads and starting recruiting people and then until... all right so uh was oh, a friend yeah. of hers right okay yes diana was a friend of hers and we went over to her house and yes, this will actually tie up with the TV that you're talking about. Um, 
So, um, we went over to Diana's. We were kind of just, I don't know, shellaxing and, and chilling. And so I just took one random picture of Diana. Diana looks off um, over her shoulder. And um, I, I, I later looking back at the photo, it looks like there's an apparition of an elderly person coming, creeping from behind her. And it wasn't until years later, see, because I never showed that photo to Diana. I posted it up on the on the websites on ghost findings of on our on our sites and whatnot. <clears throat> and then Diana was asking, "When did you take this picture of me?" I said, "Well, I took this around the first time when we met, so I'm not too familiar with it." Or right. At the time. And this is probably in the '90s. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. And late nineties. And so I said, well, this is at your mom's old house. And she's like, well, who the frick is that standing behind me? She never knew anything about it. And I said, I don't know. I was hoping you would have told me. And I completely forgot about it. Cause you know me when it comes to taking pictures of something and I slap my evidence out on a file, I forget about it. Right. <laughs> but, but yeah, so she, um, so that was on that night. And that was, um, yeah, so there was something in her house she never even knew she had until I took the picture. And there's just this person, this white, transparent apparition creeping around from behind her. And so it was time, sometime later down the road, this is when, when Emily was living in Alvo. Okay. Um, she lived all places in nebraska so yes uh-huh. and so well the diana picture was in lincoln and then when diana and i went it used to be just me and diana would go always go over to alvo to go and visit and hang out with emily or <coughs> excuse me you know whenever we had to go do a paranormal investigation would normally meet up or pick up emily from alvo um in emily's house Diana and I were taking pictures and doing some EVP EVP recordings because Emily's husband at the time was saying that, you know, all this, this happens, that happens and the craziest things haunted, blah, 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 because the house is built on top of a hot spring, yada, yada, yada. You know, he's just giving me the full blown stories and I'm just taking it in, just listening. Well, he had this old television, like, you know, that's something you would definitely see out from the old time period. Yeah, and, like it, it looked like something from like the 1950s, 60s era. Yes, exactly. And it was up in, um, it was in Emily's living room on the west side of the house. And I was, while I was doing an EVP, an EVP recording, um, I happened to take a picture by accident. And then when I was playing back the recording, Diana was, you know, she's the one who caught it and she gave it to me. And I do have the recording to this day um, in Emily's old house in Alvo that we were asking, no, well, yeah, we left, I'm sorry, we, we left it around to do the recording and we were up, you know, on the other side of the house just doing our own little thing, paranormalized, you know, talking and whatnot. Well, on the recorder, which is in the same room where this old antique 
television was that the recording played back. It was a female, and you can hear her whispering, I'm cold. Oh, shit. It's so dark in here. That darkness is coming. <laughs> it said all of that for real. It, it said all of that within a three-minute period. Oh, and then, then, like, you know, it was just, like, so cool. I mean, it was like... I, to me, at first, I was thinking, about, you know, could it have been anybody else? But no, this voice came out sounding like a 12-year-old little girl. I mean, it wasn't me. It wasn't Diane. It wasn't Emily. I mean, you know, at this time, we're in our late 20s. Right. And then you hear this little girl go, it's cold. The darkness is coming. I'm like, what the hell? But I hear something like that heard this recording everyone like it does actually exist holy crap like i thought you were kind of a little bit because like that's a lot for a ghost to say on a recording but i i do remember hearing this recording oh my gosh is this on the paranormal lights page on uh facebook i'm not sure if it still is because there's a way that you have to do the audios Oh. Um, they removed that, but I still have it. I can always put it up as a, in a as a video clip because there's another one with an EVP that still to this day scares the crap out of me that I do have in video format that you can hear the EVP recording. But the photo, I believe, is still on there that that night that we captured that sound, that one, that only one picture that was taken in that room, um, it was a... It was a well, it was more than one shot, but that one time I accidentally hit the camera and it did a rapid shot, like eight or nine pictures all at once, like click, 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 click. Uh-huh. Well, I was looking through the photos, and one out of those nine pictures, you see this skinny fingered long arm reaching out of the television, like it's about to, like, I think in the position where the picture was taken, it's like reaching out to grab Diana. Yeah, it definitely looks like it's reaching out to grab something, someone, I don't know. I just, like, I distinctly remember exactly what Diana looks like or looked like in the photo or the mm-hmm. one photo, I guess. And this dark with the freaking arm and hand. Like, that, I don't know, those pictures for some reason will always, like, burn into the back of my memory. Speaking of burnt, I think that's what happened to the TV after I showed Emily and Joe. I think Joe threw it out in the fire pit in the backyard. Well, that was probably pretty smart, maybe. <laughs> do you do you, so do you think like the old woman or the spirit of the old woman um had something to do with that TV? Um, I don't know if it'd have really anything to do with the TV other than the source of energy to possibly manifest. They say, you know, like all living, all of us living human beings, we're all electro, we're made out of electromagnetic energies. Every living thing on the planet, such as trees, plants, flowers, bees, people, assholes, you name it, we all have energy. And so when somebody dies, their energy still remains. But right. in order for, you know, they can't learn anything new because their 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 electromagnetic energy is like a giant computer, and it records and memorizes everything while you're growing up and everything that you learned. 
But once you die, it stops, but you can still talk and communicate the way you did. Uh, and so if, if it wants to manifest or get somebody's attention, I believe that it can use other sources of energy to manifest or to make itself known or present. Right. And that actually has been like proven um, with invest during investigations, basically using a flashlight or using um, electromag- electromagnetic readers and EVP recorders basically or you know just a recorder um yeah because the batteries and that'll tend to go dead and whatnot and i've had a lot of people ask me what is an evp and it's an electromag electro electronic voice phenomenon is what that means right yeah yep oh man that's those are so far like you've had some great stories um why don't oh, you think of like thing. that isn't that? the only thing that's not the only thing that I really captured over at Emily's old house either. Oh, uh, okay. Because there's even one still to this day that every time I play it, Emily is if she's not in here, she is cringing. Um, there was a night when Emily and I, it was just her and I at her old house in Alvo, and we were just, you know, bullshitting around doing whatnot, and we were playing video games. And we thought, well, yeah, let's just have the recorder on. And so, because uh, if, if she lives in a haunted house, we're going to do anything we can to record and everything. And, you know, this is the early ages of paranormal lights. Yeah. And so I played it back and about three hours of recording, we hear us fooling around, uh, you know, playing games, walking, cooking, whatever it is that we were doing. And then you hear this distorted voice. Like, I can't tell if it's like digital or if it's like screaming so loud that the speakers kind of shake and vibrate, but we hear this voice just scream out, get out. And still to this day, Emily cringes every time she hears that EVP. Oh yeah. I'm there and you heard that it would be definitely cringe worthy for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, what, so what were you going to bring up? Oh, I was just going to say, um, we're hitting about the 30 minute mark. So, uh, why don't you, and I know you have a lot of stories. I know you do. I just know it. I know it. I know it. Um, but I do want to keep some of that store, some of those stories for other episodes. Um, yes. so why don't you think of one more thing you want to share with all of us? Okay. And then, um, yeah, obviously I'll have you back on again and. You can help me co-host, or we can do another one of these um, <clears throat> friends in the dark episodes. Been fun so far. I really, I really like it, and I hope uh, you listeners out there are enjoying this. Even though you know nothing has been edited, and I don't know, maybe that is fun. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of more like live radio. Um, yeah. Eh. Anyway. It's like that new segment. Not so cold with Nick Downs, unedited. <laughs> I feel like the word edit should be like, edit, 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 edit. <laughs> For more features, subscribe to $39.99 a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not quite there yet, but, you know. Well, I do have a story, but this one is probably actually going to lead to more stories in the future. So I want to start with this one. Awesome. This one is so bizarre 
that not a single one of you, and I mean not a single one of you paranormal light members at work and associate with me know this. Okay, let me just hold up here, buddy. We've been friends for like fudge uh, to at least uh, probably close to 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And you have a good paranormal story that you've never shared with me. It's I'm actually kind of hurt. It's a supernatural story. And it's all I have to do with that secret code that we have that's called confidentiality. But I actually now have permission that I can tell the story. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go for it. Yeah. And rather than paranormal, this is actually going to be more supernatural. And it creeps me the F, it creeps me the fuck. I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, great. I, you know, I do have to go to bed after this. And yes. I don't this know is... when our listeners are going to listen to this, but, you know, keep your blankets close and a, maybe a light. This will actually probably get people thinking because over the years I've thought about this. Oh, and yes, and I did start writing it in my book, but I couldn't release or do anything until I got the okay. But now, now she's more comfortable. She's like, I don't know if I believe it anymore, but this is what happened. So go ahead. So this is more of a supernatural story. And I got it. um, What happened was back when I was in high school, my um, brother was living down in the basement at the time. And it was like, I think it was a weekend and I'm late at night playing video games. This is like three 30 in the morning. And, thinking nothing of it and my brother comes upstairs and i look at the clock and it's like 3 33 a.m and the moment i look out the window of the living room window because we have this bay window i mean you've been to my parents house they got a really nice beautiful house and yeah i look out the bay window and this light shoots straight off into the sky like to the north and my brother said is that lightning i was like no just something just shot across the sky. And I'm thinking, well, maybe it was a meteor, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so thought nothing of it. So then the next morning, my brother actually wakes me up. Uh, I mean, not that morning with the way, you know, the whole day's gone by and blah, blah, blah. But Saturday morning comes by and my brother shows me the Lincoln Journal Star newspaper that there are, um, there was a crop circle spotted five miles north of Lincoln. What? Well, yeah. And it's just, um, it was spotted five miles north off 27th and somewhere out in the uh, uh, farm area. And what, which is what I, year was this again? Th- I believe this would have been 1997, I think, because I was still in, okay. no, maybe it was 2000 because I was just out of high school by a couple of years. Okay. Uh, see, that's, I don't remember if I was still in high school. No, I think I was out of high school already. See, that time period's weird, but this is basically that's just how the story starts. Okay. But I think it was an early 2000. And so there was a, a, a crop circle spotted five miles north of Lincoln. And I thought it was the coolest thing. We tried to go see it. They had it all blocked off. But of course, you know how anybody says a couple days later, it returns. Oh, it was just a hoax. But they okay. never complained with who the hoaxers were. And so we thought nothing of it. Several, several years later, I got a phone call in the middle of the night. And this is probably sitting at like 2.30 in the morning. 
And this is what happens when you put it up on a website and call anytime, seven days a week, 24-7, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you'll learn the hard way. And um, this girl calls me up and I say, hello. And she says, is this Nick? I was like, yes. Is this a complete stranger? And she goes, well, yes, my name is. And she, so she tells me her name. But I really need to talk to you about something. I don't really believe this, but here's my story. So she started telling me about a meteor that shot across the night sky to the north and left um, a uh, crop circle just north of Lincoln. So I put two and two together. It's like, okay, I know what time period you're talking about. She tells me that she's been having these very vivid dreams like they're so vivid that she's waking up with markings on her body she said that she um was taking taken um by somebody she can't she said that she doesn't recall any physical features of human like um appearances all she said that she remembers is that Somebody walked up to her late at night in her bedroom, but she couldn't move. She said that the person looked down at her and he had black almond-shaped eyes. However, he still had a pupil. Okay. And he had two little slit noses and a small slanted mouth. And I'm thinking, okay, you know how I feel about alien. I fully believe them, but I still heard her story. Sure. Well, she told me that it talked to her, but it wasn't moving its mouth. And the whole time that he talked to her, his eyes, his pupil and everything was just gazed on her. She remembers sitting up. She remembers walking out of her bedroom door with it. But <clears throat> when she left her bedroom door with him, it wasn't her bedroom. She said it was a totally different room. She said it she said it was almost like a medieval ballroom. So I'm thinking, okay, this is clearly a dream. Right. Well, she said, she said that it told her his name was Tyrion. And Tyrion comes from a planet that earthlings are originated from. Hmm. And with her story, what she was saying. That there is a planet on in our solar system that orbits in the opposite direction. So she made an example. She drew it out. So she was picturing you have the sun, the earth, the moon, Mars, all those planets. So you know how they all orbit in one direction, you know, like from east to west, for, for example. Okay. She had it drawn up that this other, she had it drawn out to this other planet orbits around the earth and the sun north and south up and down in the other direction but this planet only comes around every 200,000 years she said that Tyrion is letting that they are letting the people know slowly that they are already amongst us that they already live with the humans and I, I'm sorry but the only thing I can think of is crazy and you and i both know already know somebody who's crazy when it comes to the aliens but <laughs> and so 
I still took her story to heart. She was telling me that every time that this planet passes through Earth, that they will come and go. Like some will come here and then some will go back home. Those who had, don't make it within that time period of 200,000 years, they will die naturally here on Earth. Um, they don't live forever. They have about, you know, here on Earth, they have a smaller life span than us humans. But on their planet, it triples. Okay. Can I, can I just say something about that real quick? Yeah. So I actually learned, I like, I do believe in aliens. I'm one of those crazy fools. I know. I do too. I do too. <laughs> um, and I actually just saw a YouTube video. Of course, I don't remember which video it freaking was. So I can't tag or like put it on my um, Facebook page. However, I remember them talking about how, um, like, how the reason why uh, humans, us, here on Earth, are, like, we our life expectancies are not, they usually don't go past 100, okay? Like, that's really, really, really rare. Right. Um, it is because... Our air is actually pretty saturated with oxygen and oxygen breaks our cells down faster than if we had less oxygen in the air. And in this video, they talk about how there are some planets that um, they believe are in our solar system that could sustain life. They haven't been able to go to these planets yet because they're still a little too far out. Um, but they know that they're out there. Uh, I, they must have had like the little robotic shuttle thing go out there. I, I don't know all of the space technology shit. I'm sorry. Um, but they to like to find out whether or not like what the air quality in that is. But like they found this one particular uh, planet and they said the air quality is kind of similar to ours. But actually it has like I think 50. Oh, God, don't quote me on this. Like 50 to 70 percent less. Excuse me. 50 to 70 percent less oxygen than our planet does so like for us to go there from since we're used to our breathing in our air here like we would feel like we were being smothered pretty much but if we had grown up in that um kind of environment our bodies would have adapted to that and um and they said that actually our life expectancy would almost triple yeah. See, that's actually so, really it because that's kind of like what Tyrion was kind of explaining to her. That's, you know, believable. Awesome. Yeah. Because I do believe in aliens, but when it comes to like alien abductions, I just think that will exaggerating. Um, but if one was to come and visit her, okay, I believe they'll come and visit, but I don't think they're going to be sticking, you know, rods up her bums, but. <laughs> no, so, I mean, is that what she said happened or? Yeah. <laughs> well, she never said anything in that manner, but she did tell me that before Tyrion left, he said that I have been visiting you before you. 
And she had no idea what that meant. And I told her, well, I know exactly what that means. That means that she's he's been visiting you before you were born. So your mother may be, you know, uh, an abductee, you know. So time goes by. She talks to her mom and her mom and explains it to her that that birthmark on her on her breast that she's got like up on the, the by the collarbone area. Okay. Uh, that was implanted on her before she was ever born. And so her mom started telling her about these dreams that she's been having about this um, person. Now she didn't tell me anything. Uh, like she did, she didn't tell me that she told her mom its name. It was like she told me its name was Tyrion, but when she talked to her mom, she didn't mention the name. But it was her mom that said, "When I was younger, I used to have all these dreams, and I." remember this person named Tyrion implanting something into my belly and then the next thing I know you're born nine months later now she was already pregnant but I guess she had this dream and something was implanted into her stomach and she woke up with this bizarre mark on her on her collarbone um and she, it's um I think it was one two three four five six seven I think it was seven dots marked in an alignment that actually matches the constellation. Uh, trust me, this is weird. But her mom pointed it out to her. And then when she told me what it was, and then I actually looked it up, it's actually the constellation of the Andromeda constellation galaxy. Hmm. And it is an actual constellation that we can see right now with the naked eye up in the night sky. Um, she said, that's where Tyrion's from. But then I started asking, well, I thought they were from this planet that comes around every 200,000 years. And he goes, well, yes, but their home world is over there. And she explained that their home world is in Andromeda. And that's originally where humans are from. But we call it Andromeda, but they call it something different. And she wanted also mentioned, she said that we will notice, we will start to see them come Christmas morning makes no sense to me Christmas has come Christmas is go here it is already 2022 and still we've never seen any witnesses of Christmas but then when she told me that it was sometime now that I'm thinking back back he said as of Christmas day we will be known and Laura, do you know what happened Christmas morning of 2021? Um, they found uh, another Milky Way that's right next to ours. I don't, I don't know. I know I saw some kind of picture like that of where they were able to find like this little Milky Way that, yeah, that was would, like right next to ours. But that would be then. I think if I remember correctly, I think that would be Andromeda. That's actually oh, colliding okay. with. Uh, no, the um, December 25th of 2021 was the launch of the James Webb satellite. And it is already four, I think it's four days past the moon now that's up in space, that this thing is going to travel one million miles. And when it stops, it's going to open up and it's actually going to start taking true and infrared um, photos 
of our Milky Way, what it really looks like. It's going to observe the black hole in the middle of our galaxy. It's also going to be observing over 130 planets that we just recently discovered that are possibly able to sustain life. Um, we have some planets that, so they're actually sending this this satellite that's out now. Anybody can look it up. Um, it is to detect um, possible habitable planets in Goldilocks zones. And those Goldilocks zones where it means it's not too hot, not too cold, near its nearest star. Or orbiting around it. Yeah. And so well, now that I'm thinking about that, I'm wondering if that is what she was talking about so many years ago. I don't know. Here. But her story that she had told me about this thing talking to her, it's it's told her so many things that she's told me that I never knew. She said that, um, I mean, things that are obvious, like, you know, Sylvia Brown passing away and she doesn't even see it coming. I mean, those are like jokes aside, but um, I don't remember of any things that she, that she has said that Tyrion, that Tyrion had told her, she predicted of, that what will happen. I don't recall any, if any of that happened. Right. Um, there's, there's just a lot of them, but, um. Uh, she well, did say that that our time will come when. Uh, oh gosh, what was it? She said something about somebody with an unstable mind will ruin not only the country but the world. Okay. And there's several people out there in this world that I can think of, and but. I mean, what what year do we go through that we don't have some crazy per person trying to do something to our world or our countries, you know? But True. still, like I those are some things that she has said that he said that will happen, but I don't recall. I wish I could say, you know, here's the winning lot. But, yeah. That's really interesting. Well, so, like, in in 2020, when the pandemic hit and everything, and that was overtaking the news as it rightly should have um along with the elections and everything um there were multiple uh countries saying like coming out and saying yeah no aliens are like yeah yeah we've seen them we've seen the ufo totally real and there are still actually officials even coming out of a nasa program and um just a regular as a whole that are you know they're retiring and they're like this to my grave like this is a real yeah. thing there there is a lot more that i could share with you but i'm not going to and i i kind of kind uh, i kind of can see why they wouldn't want to just like you know let loose with all of the stuff that they've kind of kept behind hidden doors um just because of mass hysteria i mean seriously look at the u.s and what happened during this pandemic that we're going through like we're we're still finding like people that are going nuts because of it and and you know those those feelings are completely valid uh yeah. but you know if like 
if the government just all of a sudden came out and was like, yeah, so like since like the 1960s, we've been in contact with uh, people from other planets and um, they've been trying to help us. But, you know, uh, we kind of been listening, but kind of not like, yep, this is all real. And I mean, I I can't even fathom all that they could come out with. That was one of the things that she was basically saying about, you know, like, they're already, aliens are real, Tyrion's, Tyrion's people have been trying to let the humans know, but they have been constantly interrupted in so many different ways. Um, viruses that are newborn viruses, they are not created by man. Most of them were intentionally sent here on Earth. Like by a passing meteorite, because now that it, now that it, if you think about it, every time there's like a major meteor shower or a comet coming by, or what's that Ooga Booga meteor comet, um, Mua Mua, I think is what it's called. That when these meteors come passing by, um, they set off stardust. That these stardusts are coming into the earth, and that's where these viruses are coming from. And when mankind takes control of them. I kind of believe this. Then they manufacture these viruses and use them against their own people. Hmm. I mean, I suppose it's possible. I guess I don't really know. I'm not gonna say yay. That's. I mean, it's a good. Con- it's a good conspiracy theory for sure. Um, oh yeah. I mean, obviously, just like until we have like exact 100 percent proof that aliens are here, it is just our opinions over actual fact like we you know even though yes there are these officials that are coming out and saying yeah flying these planes and we saw five ufos and I was told to never talk about it but you know now I'm on my literal deathbed or you know I'm getting older and and I just don't really want to take it to my grave. Like they, um, I do believe in those people, but there's still like not necessarily hard evidence that we're seeing, at least not here in the U S and so I guess until there's hardcore evidence of any of this, it, it really will be a conspiracy theory and, I don't know. I I do definitely think that there are aliens that have already been here. I used to uh, I think I even told you this before but like I, I always joke with like my good friends and say you know if I if like I, I think that we're going to find out in our lifetimes to be honest that whether or not aliens are actually here. Like I think we're really going to find that out. Um, and I've always kind of thought that, so like, I always have told my friends, uh, that, you know, if I, if, if when that time happens and I find out like one of my good friends is, um, somebody from another planet and they never told me and they knew like the whole time, I'm going to be so hurt because I am not one of those people that are going to be like, dude, you're a freaking alien. I gotta call the government like no I know what they're gonna do to you 
heck no i'm not gonna right. do that if anything i'll be that person like no i got your back i'm covering you i'm covering for you it's good it's good nobody will know you're an alien it'll be fine <laughs> um so yeah uh, that's interesting uh, yeah he because she was mentioning another thing that she mentioned about that is our aliens that part of the aliens that live among us that she's he she said that he said there are even people that you know but you can't trust them and it's like how are we supposed to, you know i can only think how can you trust not trust somebody if you don't know who was an alien because they're not going to come out forward but there are manipulatives and there are ones oh, that yeah. some like us humans we'll call them by a different species when they actually have their own um they call them by something else um you know some people believe in like the reptilians and i for one think well they might be called something different but i don't know i look once we get out there with this james webb satellite we see these Kepler planets, Kepler 1b to whatever, and all these other planets, and we see these habitable planets. If we can see life, even if it's just a freaking tree in the land, then yeah, I'm gonna there's evidence. I mean there's proof. And but mm-hmm. I but here on Earth, yeah, I mean I believe it. I honestly I do believe that it is possible. Um I think you said something along the lines of just like I'm not gonna tell anybody if I'm an alien. Yeah. Um so I I don't really have time tonight to go into it too much, but um, we will have an episode that is regarding uh, more about aliens because I believe that I actually encountered somebody who looked very much like you and I did, um, and they gave me a book to read. And they were very nervous about me having this book, um, like extremely nervous. And all I have to say is like this book went way over my effing head. Like I tried and tried and tried to get into it. It just was so intense. Like there's, (laughs) there's no way I could have gotten into it um and yeah i mean i don't want to give away much more but yeah i i'll have to go into that story and you know you mentioned that that lady told you that it was like she opened up her door and then all of a sudden she was in a different room yeah so uh once again i don't really want to get into it too much tonight but like i actually have a story of when i Um, was sleepwalking and even though I was sleepwalking I could see what was going on and one of the windows in my bedroom was lit up with a giant like light like a white yellowy kind of light and it I was gonna walk through it um so that's that's just a little tidbit there, like a little, excuse me. Oh, apparently I'm going to burp tonight. I'm so sorry, everybody. Huh? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. A little little taste for you there of uh, an interesting story. Yeah, I'd say definitely let's, 
continue more with that and then some more we can do some more of Tyrion's story and then uh, uh, many more ghost stories to come oh you better I really got, it. I got yeah because next time next time I really got to tell you about the story of my old house but um and my dad and the shotgun that flew out of his arm oh I don't even think I know that story no oh really I thought my dad would have told you that one okay yeah that's definitely no. good Oh, that does sound good. <laughs> that that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, and there's a couple stories that I know Nick and I want to share with you of investigations that him and I went on, and whatnot. But uh, I think we are going to stop it there. I hope that everyone listening has really enjoyed tonight or today's what whichever time zone you're listening this in. Um, this episode give me a shout out and let me know you can email me at not quite cold podcast at gmail.com um, otherwise hit me up on facebook on the not quite cold web uh not website sorry facebook page and uh i do look at my messages on there as well and i will respond um or if you just like post something on there, I'm usually pretty good at, at responding on there as well. So also, if you want to kind of partake in seeing all the fun paranormal adventures that Laura and I have shared together, you can definitely check it out at Facebook at paranormal lights. That would be L I G H T S. Hey, why don't you uh, tell everybody what lights stands for? The paranormal lights, it actually has two meanings. One, because we're paranormal investigators. So it was originally started as the paranormal Lincoln investigations of ghost hauntings and the supernatural. And then during the season, since I'm certified and licensed, we are the paranormal Lincoln investigations of ghost hauntings and thunderstorms. <laughs> okay, I didn't know about that second one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We do storm chasing as well, too. Nice, nice. All right. Well, I really appreciate your stories. They are they are definitely creepy. And uh <laughs> you know, like sometimes you tell such a good story that like it really makes me wonder if they're real, but I can honestly say that I know for a fact the second one I have heard the audio clip that he talked about. So that a hundred percent is real. And I've seen the pictures. Um, the first one I didn't know anything about, but you know, I don't doubt that that is real because like I have heard and seen um, paranormal things that have happened in your parents' home. So, so oh, I definitely yeah. don't deny that that is also very much real. Uh, but yeah. Uh, you definitely definitely have the gift of gab. So, <laughs> I got many more to many more to share because I think a lot of this has kind of been going on even before I was born. Because my dad, he's from the south, he's from North Carolina, and so he's got some hauntings that followed through. And then here it is, kind of bred into our family, and got my dad who's a minister, my mom who is spiritually open minded, and here I am, I'm a ghost hunter. And <laughs> the oddball of the family. I'm just kidding. You're not. <laughs> All right. Well, um, 
I, like I said, I hope listeners, you guys all enjoyed this and didn't get too scared. And, you know, maybe next time be sure to leave a light on and keep a blanket close. Have a good one. And if you see something, if you see something in the shadows, there is something in the shadows. (laughs) With that, have a good one. Bye. (laughs) Goodbye.